Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. And good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. My name is Jen, and I am the host of the P40 Ministries podcast, and I'm so excited to talk about the Bible with you today over a cup of coffee. And I hope you guys had a really good Thanksgiving yesterday and enjoyed it with your family, and I hope you also got a chance to tune into the episode yesterday that I did with Pastor Schaefer. And if you didn't, go back and listen to it now because it still applies well after Thanksgiving. But either way, I just I hope that you guys are finding fulfillment from the P40 Ministries podcast. And if you are, please um, like it and share it and rate it. And, uh, you know, that will help the P40 Ministries podcast to continue to grow. And I want to thank everybody here, by the way, because I have had the most downloads I've ever had this month. So thank you guys so much for helping the podcast achieve that. And I'm very excited for what the future has to bring, especially now with the new YouTube channel that is up and ready to go. And I have a brand new episode I just did. It is an advertisement for the podcast, which um, I was learning how to make movies all weekend last weekend. And my brain was fried by the time I was done making this movie because it took me so long just to do 50 seconds of a movie. So I will drop a link to it so that you can watch it in the bio of this podcast episode. But it's it's a really good one for you guys to share. So it's a fantastic a movie advertisement for you guys to actually share on your uh, social media platforms. And that was kind of the reason I created it was to just make a very shareable, interestingly visual thing that people can see and understand and learn more about the P40 Ministries podcast. So once again, that will go in the bio of this podcast episode. So you can click the link and navigate over to the YouTube channel to subscribe to the YouTube channel and also to watch that new video. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, let's go ahead and talk about Exodus chapter 33 today, verses 12 through 23. I really like today's portion of scripture. This is one that I remember learning about and reading about when I was uh, still working in the factory. And I thought this was such a cool portion of scripture. So let's go ahead and talk about this today. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version as I always do. Moses said to Yahweh, Behold, you tell me, bring up this people, and you haven't let me know whom you will send with me yet. Yet you have said to me, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your way now that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't carry us up from here. For how would people know that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people. Isn't it that you go with us so that we are separated, I and your people, from all the people who are on the surface of the earth? Yahweh said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Please show me your glory. He said, 
I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim Yahweh's name before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. He said, you cannot see my face for man may not see me and live. Yahweh also said, behold, there is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock. It will happen while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. I think this passage of scripture is so cute. You know, like God is just like holding Moses in his hands and protecting him and covering him and all sorts of different things. I just love it. So in verse 12 here, we remember on Wednesday, we talked about the tent that Moses set up. It was Moses's own personal tent that he decided to set up way on uh, way outside the camp so that the people could come to this tent almost as if it were a tent of meeting before the tent of meeting was actually built to worship God. And anybody who wanted to actually go and worship God could visit the tent of meeting. And in fact, Joshua, who was Moses's assistant, never left the tent of meeting. He liked it so much. He liked being in God's presence. He liked uh, worshiping God. Joshua never left. And Moses would go there and uh, would talk with God basically on like a daily level almost. And he would talk with God as a man talks to his friend is actually the literal translation of that in the Bible. So Moses and God were friends and they would talk with each other. And so um, it says here in verse 12 now, after this is all done, Moses is directly talking with God. And it does say in the Bible that Moses was talking with God face to face. And I personally believe that that means Jesus, though Jesus was not named Jesus at this time period because uh, Jesus did not appear until the New Testament, I believe this entity that Moses is speaking with is the same as Jesus, often called the angel of God in the Old Testament before he is named Jesus. So he is speaking with the angel of God in the same way that Abraham was in the Old Testament. At least that's what I personally believe is what is happening here. Because we see here that Moses is speaking with God directly and God is responding to him. And uh, Moses says here in verses 12 and 13, kind of a confusing text in the W.E.B. version. So if you prefer a different text that's easier to understand, like the NLT, uh, you can definitely go over and switch over to that. And it's a little bit um, easier to understand. But actually, let me discuss what this means here. So I switched over to the NLT and it says, uh, one day Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me to take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me who you will send with me. And you have told me, I know you by name and I look favorable on you. But if that is true and you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so that I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. So Moses is asking for something from God. And that was from the NLT version that I just read. Um, but anyway, Moses is asking for something from God. He's basically like, can you promise me that you're going to restore your relationship with the people and also can you continue to talk with me like this can you continue to be in my presence so that I will constantly have favor with you in other words that I will constantly be in your good graces like I don't want to not be in your good graces is basically what Moses is saying to God and he's also saying like I just want your presence I want you here with me so I just love that I mean Moses was really 
I don't know, not exactly obsessed with God, but maybe he was. But Moses was really into God. Like he really wanted God near him. He wanted that presence. He truly wanted a relationship with God. And I think Moses is one of the best people in the Bible that we can look at to see what that relationship really looks like if you have a good relationship with God. I think he's one of the best, even better than like Abraham or any of the other patriarchs, or I think anybody to come really after Moses, Moses and God were friends. I mean, Moses desperately wanted that relationship. Unlike the people in the camp, they didn't really want that relationship. We see that. Uh, I mean, they were kind of sad that God, God's presence was gone, but of course they continue to uh, upset God over and over and over again as the years pass. But um, Moses, he desperately wanted that relationship. And that's how we're supposed to be nowadays. That is something we can look at that Moses did that is so good and apply that to our own lives. So a question I want to ask you is, how is your relationship with God? You know, are you desperately wanting that relationship? Um, unlike the people that we see before this, or are you like Moses who really wants that connection with God? And you know, this convicts me because I've been very terrible with my personal reading recently. I was reading the book of Jeremiah like a month ago, and I kind of stopped recently. And so I know that my relationship with God is not always as good as it should be. <laughs> um, but, you know, this convicts me because I, you know, I, I don't have that relationship like I should have, especially if I'm teaching God's word. And, uh, and that's something that I've struggled with on and off is reading the Bible and taking time to actually sit down and pray and talk with God and everything. You know, my, my personal relationship is not always very good. And uh, yeah, but anyway, this convicts me and that's something that I would like to change is actually having a personal reading in the Bible every single day. Not something I'm going to teach that day, but just sitting down and having a personal reading and uh, a prayer time. But anyway, so that's something that I can challenge you guys with as well is, is how is your relationship with God? You know, is, is it similar to the Israelites or is it more similar to Moses? But anyway, so it says that um, God replies to Moses and he says, my presence will be with you. I'm going to give you rest. You know, my presence is going to give you peace. And that's what he says to Moses. But Moses keeps prodding at God a little bit. And I don't know if this is good or not, but God doesn't get angry with him. But um, Moses is prodding at God. And he says, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. Because here, it, what Moses is saying here is your presence is so important in this camp that if your presence is not here, don't make us leave this area because then we're going to encounter people like the Canaanites and they're going to make fun of us and that our God isn't with us. And, you know, that's basically what Moses is saying. He's saying, if your presence isn't with us, please don't make us leave here. And he says, how will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on your people if you don't go with us? So you remember that God's presence actually left the people after that golden calf incident. God had to leave. Otherwise, he would consume the people because his presence is just too great. And the people had put such a heavy sin on themselves after worshiping that golden calf that uh, they didn't really want God's presence around anyway, clearly, because they had made that calf and their hearts were not right. But after this, Moses is kind of pleading with God to come back. And we don't know how much time had passed after this, but God was... Um, really being nice to Moses here by saying, you know what, 
my presence will come back and I promise that I will restore my relationship with the Israelite people, even though they have done such a, a horrible thing and have started worshiping other gods. I mean, God is being so, so nice and being very, very merciful towards the people during all of this. And basically here promises in verse 17 that he will come back to the people. It says that the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you and I know you by name. I like that. That's really nice. Wouldn't it be cool for God to say that to us? I know you by name and I look favorably on you. In other words, you're in my good graces. So after this, the entire conversation, this is like my favorite right here. It says, Moses says to God, he's like, show me then your glorious presence. And so he knows that he has not seen God the Father yet. He knows that he is missing out on something. And uh, he, I mean, which is interesting because God has shown his glory to Moses a handful of times with the, uh, the, the time on the mountain and then with the clouds and the fire and everything else. I mean, God has shown his glory, but Moses knows that there's more. Moses wants to see the father himself face to face. So God responds to Moses. He's like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> He's like, Literally, if you see my face and look at me, you're going to die. So I don't want you dead. So I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's basically what God says. But the thing was, though, God was actually happy that Moses really desperately wanted this deep, deep relationship with the father to see his face. And so God, the father is like, yeah, I'm not showing you my face, but you can see my backside. <laughs> And I remember reading something. Uh, it was definitely from a skeptic, but he called this particular portion of scripture the divine mooning because Moses was looking at God's backside. <laughs> the divine mooning. But actually, the word is technically translated as um, uh, almost like an after image. So it wasn't necessarily God's backside or God's back. Like Moses probably wasn't looking at God's butt. It was probably... Um, like almost like an after image of God's presence, because that's kind of clear with what it says right here in verses 19 through 23. God talks about how this is going to take place. He says, you can see more of my glory. This is what he says to Moses. You can see more of my glory, but you can't see the front of me. You can't see my face. And so he says, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go up to this rock and you're going to stand there. This is going to be like a momentous event that happens. He says, go stand on that rock. When I pass by you, I'm going to actually cover you with my hands and put you inside the rock, like inside, like almost a cave in this rock. And you're going to be protected there from my glorious presence. Because even Moses, who we consider to be very clean hearted, I suppose, even he was not able to be in God's presence in that way. He wasn't even able to look at God's front side. He would have to only see like the after image of after God passes and see the glory that way. But even Moses, who was so on target and so on point with, um, with God, even he was unable to bear God's glory, if that makes sense. So when God passes by, he was actually going to take Moses in his hands and put Moses inside that little cave, or in other words, the cleft of the rock. He was going to put him inside that, and then he was going to cover it so that Moses couldn't see 
God's presence at all passing by. But then once God actually passes by, it says here that God would take his hand off of Moses and off of the rock and Moses would be allowed to see the back of God. He would be allowed to see um, the glory after God passes by. That is how... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, as somebody is as great as Moses is, that was all Moses could handle was seeing like the afterglory. <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny. And I really like that. But I just think that's so cute that like God, um, maybe cute isn't the right word, but just very precious, I guess that God was literally holding Moses in his hands, his literal hands, and putting Moses inside that rock to protect him from God's own glory. I just love that. I mean, that just shows how caring and loving God is towards his creation, his people, and how much he loves us. And I truly believe that though Moses got this kind of special blessing from God, I don't think that God is any different nowadays with us. I I truly believe that God is so loving towards each and every one of us that if we are willing to have that relationship on that deep level, the same way that Moses did, that God will in fact protect us. He's going to hold us in his hands the same way he did with Moses. And he's going to um, someday reveal his glory to us as well, even if it might not be on earth the way God did with Moses here. But because it says in the Bible that God is the same always, that God will do this for us and we just need to have that active relationship with God the way Moses wanted here. Moses desperately wanted to be in God's presence. He desperately wanted that relationship. So that just shows here that God truly does want a relationship with us and the measures God is willing to take to have that relationship with us and how happy he was that Moses Moses desperately wanted that relationship with him. And that I just love that because, you know, God always has wanted to live with his people. And that's going to be the end goal. After Jesus comes back, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go live with God. That's, that's the end goal. And I don't know if we'll be able to see all of God's glory at the, that time either. I don't know. <laughs> guess we'll find out when we get there. But friends, go ahead and uh, go to the YouTube channel, like I said in the bio of this podcast episode. Go there, subscribe to it, and you know I- I'm so excited for everything that God has been opening doors left and right for me to continue with this podcast. You know, the podcast is over a year old, and uh, it's been just doing so well th- recently. And I, I want to thank all of you guys for continuing to share it and continuing to tune in. So I really, really do appreciate that. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you bright and early Monday morning, 6 a.m. is when the episodes air. But of course, you don't have to listen right at 6 a.m. You can listen whenever you want. But happy listening and God bless.